Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn how to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out and find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three, a songwriter, life coach, and wellness advocate, Liz Langston. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 20. Today, we're going to be talking about after postpartum depression. And I'm excited to announce that I'm going to be doing a three-part series on this. Cross my fingers that I can stick with this one idea and not get excited about other ideas and interrupt the series. <laughs> three weeks is a long time to, to, to stick to one idea for me. Um, but I would like to do a uh, before, during, and after postpartum depression series. So that's the goal. Um, can't guarantee that there won't be sneaky other little episodes that are awesome in between, but, um, be looking for that. So I'm excited about that. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who joined me today on my Instagram takeover. I took over Brittany Stefanik, uh, sleep Instagram account. She's my friend and sleep consultant. Go check her out if you have baby or any family sleep issues, but I took over her account today and oh my gosh, there were so many questions. I only answered 10. I think there were at least 15 or 12 or 13. And so I'm going to be answering the rest of them tomorrow, Friday, December 6th, um, on my Instagram. So you can go check those out. That's also the day that this podcast is releasing. Um, I apologize for my hoarseness. I have a cold. Um, my kids were sick. Uh, it started over Thanksgiving weekend and then bled into the beginning of this week. So I've been doing a couple long days in the office trying to catch up on things while I was out snuggling babies and totally soaking it up for Monday and Tuesday. So that being said, let's dive right in to episode number 20 after postpartum depression. Okay. Pause really quick before we jump in. I just did want to say I have 10 five-star reviews and it's the 20th episode. I wanted to do a little like, Ooh, say review, but here's the thing. I need your help. You guys, I love, and this is what I do as a busy mom. I just bleep, I click the five stars or the four stars or whatever, but I would really appreciate those of you who soak up this podcast, who listen to it regularly. If you've listened to more than like three or four episodes, please give me the favor of going and leaving a written review with actual words, because that just really helps me gauge how we're doing, helps other people kind of who are peeking in, thinking about spending some time listening to this to really just, you know how it is when you're buying something from Amazon, like a written review is everything these days with everything so digital. So just wanted to say that before I dive in today, um, please go leave me a written review if you haven't already. And if you've left a five-star one, I so appreciate that. And if you want to, please just go in and um, chuck down some words, leave it anonymous, make up a silly name for yourself. That's kind of fun, right? For your review. So, all right. Episode 20 after postpartum depression. This episode 
is even if you haven't had a postpartum depression diagnosis at any point, but if you've struggled and had dark times in your motherhood and you find that those dark times in your past, in your motherhood are kind of corrupting or getting in the way of the integrity and the fun and the happiness of your current motherhood. And, or if they've messed with your identity at all as a mom and as a person, if you have some negative thought loops and negative patterns, um, about thinking about yourself and your motherhood because of, as you see it now, because of your past in your motherhood and struggles in your past, um, this episode is for you. So even if you haven't had a postpartum depression diagnosis, we're going to be talking about your past today, specifically two aspects of it. First, we're going to be addressing when you see other moms and they look so happy with their newborns or they post pictures on Instagram and whatever, or they just look like they love their motherhood and you love your motherhood, but also it hasn't been exactly what you expected. There were some really hard times and there were times when you didn't love your motherhood or even your kids that much for parts of the day sometimes. Oh, I can go really low with this cold today. (laughs) Um, And so if that's you, if you kind of uh, struggle to kind of make peace with the places you've been in your struggle in your motherhood. And it sort of bothers you sometimes currently we're going to be addressing that and also negative memories and or habits that were formed during your depressing days, depressed days, postpartum depression days, uh, and or anxiety, right? Postpartum anxiety that are invading and kind of becoming a problem now currently. So giddy up, grab a seat, grab a cup of something yummy get in your jammies or whatever, do your dishes. And here we go. Let's get started. The first thing I want to address is basically the past is changeable. And I don't know if you knew that. I didn't really ever think about that before I hired a life coach and heard that for the first time, but it's true. If you think about it, your past right now, as it sits in your memory is still actually just your thoughts. It feels so concrete and real, right? We remember that time we peed our pants in the third grade, or we remember that time we spilled hot chocolate on our grandma and it, we feel the emotions that we felt at that moment and we tie them to that memory, but we can untie them and we can think new thoughts about the same exact memories. The memory in and of itself is just the actual facts, what happened, what you can see in your mind, but the feelings in your past are changeable. And you can resituate those and reframe those however you want to. And part of emotional adulthood and growing up emotionally and maturing emotionally is learning how to do this. It's learning how to say, you know what? The way I think about my past isn't serving me. It's actually not creating the results I want in my life right now. And so I'm going to go back into my past and I'm going to really reframe things to myself and figure out how do I want to write that story so that every time I look back there, it gives me a feeling or a takeaway that does serve me today to go forward, creating the life I want to. So many times our past is like a ball and chain y'all, right? I know mine was for a while. I had a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of depression, depressing, depressing feelings that would follow me into my current motherhood, not current right now, but at this time, then it was current when I would look back on my past. And so today is a day where if you want to, if you're feeling it, if you're want, if you're up for it, I feel like Adrian yoga with Adrian, A D R I E N E on YouTube. She's always like, if you're feeling it, do child's pose. If not, just take a seat. It's good. I'm like, if you're feeling it, you can cut some memories off some balls and chains today. 
And if not, that's fine. You can continue to feel sad about your past. And totally, I don't say that mockingly. Sometimes we're just not ready yet, right? Sometimes we just really do feel bad about it and it feels serious and it feels heavy and that's okay. That's okay if you are there and if you just want to stay there and if you don't believe me or you're not ready to kind of look at it differently. But if you are open to that, you want to keep listening. Okay. So suffice it to say, right? The past is what you make it. All right. You're going to hear me turning some pages today and I'm not going to edit it out because I don't have that much time to edit today. So here's an example of how you can change your past though. I did want to go through one of these with you. You yelled at your child, let's say, okay, this is a memory you have of like snapping at your kid, whatever. Even by the way, that language snapping at your kid, that's adding opinion and emotion to it. It's creating your experience of your past. It's not actually your past. What you did was you said words at a certain voltage or measure of volume in your house. You said some words and you said them to a child direct. You looked at that child, right? These are all facts. And then things like I snapped at him, I lost it. And the thoughts we have about it, like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That's all what's creating the experience of your past right now in your present. So those are the thoughts about the event, not the like thoughts about the event, but the event, the actual concrete facts that you could bring to a court judge and say, this is what happened not any opinion, right? You can change your thoughts about those facts, those circumstances. Your past is technically just a circumstance. You get to choose what your thoughts are about it. So instead of having a thought that makes you sad, which by the way, you totally can. Um, I have many times, but if you're ready to move out of that, you could also think some different thoughts. So for example, with this example of your yelling at your child, you could think, look how hard I was trying. Like with all the tools that I had, and the attention span and the patience I had and all that I knew about, you know, his ADHD diagnosis at that time, or maybe he doesn't have one, just whatever. Like, look how hard I was trying. That's one of my favorite thoughts. It just colors my past, present and future with just love. Like, look how hard I'm trying. So you can change things. And like Elsa says, the past is in the past. My, oh my gosh, my singing is so sad today. (laughs) I'm a singer. I don't know if you know that I have an album, but today I can't sing really. I mean, I can, it's just, you know, the past is in the past. It's great. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. So Elsa says the past is in the past, but instead of saying today, let it go, let it go. I'm going to say, uh, Reframe it, reframe it, rewrite your story. You're the author, you're the dictator of your past. Ooh, I don't care what they're going to say. Let the storm rage on. All right, back to the podcast. (laughs) Again, maybe you do want to stay in your past. Maybe you want to be Elsa who is resisting her powers all the time. I always watch that movie. I'm like, seriously, Elsa? Can you just stop hiding things and like hating everything that you have within you? Just let it go. (laughs) But then she does. So, okay. Um, but again, you don't have to just let it go. Like sometimes it's not, you don't want to just let it go. And what if better than just letting it go and just forgetting about it is just rewriting it in a way that's like serving you that ignites your motherhood right now. So let's dive into part one. That was just my little predecessor on the past. That's not even relatable word, but whatever. You guys are getting the loopy Lizzie because A, I'm sick and B, it's totally the end of the day. Okay. So when you are going about your life, but you see people or have memory flashbacks that bring you down about your postpartum depression days, I'm going to 
walk you through your model. Okay. And you're going to have to fill it in yourself, but I'm going to take you through each step of the model. And I want you to ask yourself what your thoughts and your feelings and actions and results are. Okay. So the circumstance is the postpartum depression. And remember, it's not all the emotion of the postpartum depression and all your thoughts about it. It's just, for example, the diagnosis, you saw your doctor, you got a pill and you couldn't remember your last name in a conversation with Joe down the street, like whatever the actual facts are that, and how your symptoms manifested in a way that you could tell to a court judge, right? So that's your circumstance, postpartum depression and your thought about it. Now you probably have a lot of thoughts. So if you really want to make some progress today, what you can do is pause this podcast and go do a huge thought download on all your thoughts about your past postpartum depression experience. And you can write down all the memories and all the thoughts. And so then once you've done that, take the one that kind of seems the most painful or just anyone really that seems to be the main theme. Like if you had to take that full thought download, that full big story brain dump and put a title on it, what would the title be? Maybe your title is Susan had a sad two years, right? Or maybe your title is Sarah didn't know what she was doing or look how I failed. Okay. Whatever your main thought is, when you look at that thought download, that's going to be the thought you want to put in the model. So you've got your circumstance as postpartum depression that you experienced thought is whatever yours is. And then think to yourself, how do you feel when you think that what's your feeling? So write that down and don't do it while you're driving. (laughs) And then really this is where you got to pause and just take a minute. What are your actions from this feeling? Feelings are like gasoline in a car. They take us places. They are the fuel that makes us do or not do everything we do or don't do in our lives. All the avoidance, the procrastination, all of the taking the initiative and the motivation, it all like the actions we take are all because of our feelings. And so what is the thought? And then what do you feel after that thought when you think it? And so then how do you act? How do you show up? How does that impact now your current motherhood? Your actions shouldn't have anything to do with your past. They should have everything to do with now. And specifically when you're thinking that thought, not like this hot second, but when you think that thought. So think back to the last time you were really dwelling in that thought about your past. When you think that, what do you do? And sometimes it's not physical actions outside of us, like taking our hands and, um, I don't know, turning on a sad TV show. It's also sometimes just getting into a spiral in our mind. That can be an action that you take. It can be not talking to your husband and shutting yourself off and self-isolating. So just look at the actions of what's the feeling. And then what do you do when you're in that feeling, when you're thinking that thought? And once you've taken time to really fill out a good paragraph about the actions you do or don't do, what's the result that's getting you? And this is where the power comes in is what is the result that your thoughts about your past are getting you right now in your present? I want you to know you don't have to think about your past that way if you don't like the result that it's getting you. And I'm going to talk about that more in the next point later in this podcast. I also wanted to go over when it comes to seeing other moms and feeling disappointed or ashamed about how we showed up when we had our depression and kind of devastated. I know I felt a lot of devastation about my depression after I came out of it and that it had even happened and how much time it took away from my motherhood and all the bad habits I formed. And right. I just had all the thoughts, which seriously go there, girl, go there, have a cry. 
Grab a Kleenex, grab some tissues. Don't turn on a show. Just be in your emotions. Let it out. I think of in Trolls, um, what's his name? Uh, the English comedian guy. I looked it up. It's James Corden. <laughs> okay, sorry. Remember when he's on Trolls and he's like, let it out, let it out. Okay, good job. Now reel it back in, reel it back in. Yeah, so do one of those, do one of those. Um, but then remember with compare and despair, right? We do that. Um, we're never seeing the full picture. Really? Are we really seeing the full picture? Like, why would you want to take somebody else's sweet moment when they're happy with their baby and take it and use it as a bat to beat yourself up about when you weren't happy with your baby? Cause chances are you were happy with your baby at some moments. And there might've been a mom who watched you in that one moment you were happy with your baby and felt bad about herself. So just realize like, if you're going to play the sad person, you got to be honest and be like, oh, well, they're not always happy and I'm not always sad. So it's not as bad as it seems. Okay. An example from my life, I got through all of my crap, all my postpartum depression. I got a coach. I retrained my brain. This is after I tried the maximum dosage of antidepressants. I tried therapy. I tried the local postpartum support groups at the hospital and nothing was working. And so I found coaching, I hired a coach. I was so proud of myself. I still am to this day amazed. I'm so proud of myself. And I'm also really grateful to my heavenly father for guiding me to coaching, for inspiring my coaches and my mentor, Brooke Castillo, who created the model with that tool. I truly believe it came from God. I was just telling somebody today on a consult, she was like, I don't want to work with you, but like, she's like saying she does want to work with me, but she was like, if I work with you, I don't want to just glorify coaching. Like I want to glorify God. And I was like, absolutely girl. I feel, I believe these tools came from God. Like, I don't, I don't say that coaching is the be all end all. It's going to heal you better than Jesus can. No way, but it's an amazing tool. And I think they work together, spirituality and faith with these tools. So anyway, I digress, but, um, I got through all my crap and I decided I wanted to work. Right. So I changed my thoughts and made a ton of progress, like did a ton of heavy lifting just by changing my thoughts with the model and coaching. But I also decided I wanted to change my circumstance a little bit as far as preventing postpartum depression in the future. And I just had a fire in me after I got healthy again. I was like, I want to go help people who are struggling, help moms who are struggling. So I decided to work. Right. And I looked around after I was healed and I started working. I looked around at like the moms at my church and all the moms who were stay at home moms who weren't working, which by the way, it's so funny. Like there's plenty of moms who are working, but it's interesting. Notice how my brain went to who's not working and started worrying and freaking out about, oh my gosh, like shame game. I'm working. They're not, I'm not dedicated enough as a mom. I don't like my kids as much as they like their kids, which by the way, this is all garbage, but this is what my head did for a minute. Uh, well, not a minute, but you know, like sometime. And, um, I got into this spiral a little bit about it. I started second guessing myself. And then I realized, no, this is what my motherhood looks like now. This is what it needs to look like. This is what it was always meant to look like. And I wonder if I had figured out this before, would I have not gotten depressed? And I just totally chose to have my back with my decision. So going back to you, friend, and your postpartum um, mental health crisis that you're healing from that bothers you sometimes or makes you sad sometimes when you think about it, what if this happened for a reason? Like really? just pause for a minute. I know it's upsetting. I know it's not what you wanted. It's not what any of us wanted. Hello. No, but I wouldn't be here on this podcast. First of all, serving and helping all of you mamas. 
if I wasn't lit and I was like with purpose and power and passion and faith and fire. And I wouldn't have any of that had I not gone through the hell of the postpartum depression and the suffering. Every time you think about your postpartum depression with your sad lenses, you will not only be sad, right? Obviously, but you'll also find, you will not find your meaning. You will not see the takeaway here. You will not see the learning. You're missing the takeaway, the guidance from the hard times. So just understand, like you can totally feel sad. There's nothing wrong with that, but you can't feel sad and also rise into your power at the same time. So if you want to get to a place of more power and acceptance and like taking this in stride, making this experience work for you. Like I am right now, I'm serving moms. And I'm not saying that to like, Oh, look how great I am. I'm just saying, if you want to find your turnaround and your next chapter, the sad stories aren't going to get you there, babe. Babe. I feel so late. Babe. Yeah, babe. I feel like my husband right now. All right. So to wrap this up, okay. Point one here. If you could choose what you wanted the story of your past to be, and if you didn't want it to be sad, and if you're ready to move forward into the next chapter for you and use this to help you and to look at your past and see how great of a mom you can be because of it, not look at your past and say how bad of a mom I am because of it. Look how great I can be because of it, right? What would you title the story of your past if it didn't have to be sad? If you had to choose a title that would take you to the next chapter, that would foreshadow your next chapter, how would you want to frame your past? So good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, next we're going to talk about when negative memories and or behavior habits follow you into the rest of your motherhood. Now, this is a little bit similar to the other one, but here's how they're different. Last one, we were talking about when you remembered your past, you were comparing yourself to other moms and you were feeling sad. So this one, this is like when random memories come up. You're not in compare and despair. You're not looking at other moms and feeling all these sad things or thinking sad things about your motherhood. This is just like you're going about your day. Maybe you're in your house with your kids. You're you're relatively happy. And then a memory comes up and it's a little disturbing to you. Like it doesn't settle well. You're not at peace with it. Or this is a big part of what happened for me. You have some habits that you formed when you were in your depression and your dark times that you still find yourself snapping into now that you're better and you don't feel low all the time, but you still have these tendencies and these things you'd like to kick. So that was me. So for an example, with from my life, um, I had a lot of 
anger and quick snapping. I would use anger as a way to feel more in control because of how out of control I felt in my mind. And because of how overwhelmed I felt by my kids, I would often need to go to anger in order to just feel like I was in charge. And so once I cleaned up my thoughts about my kids and I didn't feel so overwhelmed and out of control, running my household, running my family, I noticed that I still went into anger and it felt out of place because I was in a different place emotionally. I was on higher ground, but I would still do it. It was habitual. It was really quick fire, rapid fire. And this would happen a lot, even though I was happy and healthy and whatever. Also, Buffering on my phone is something I did a lot when I was depressed just to kind of escape and also target shopping. And so buffering on my phone and scrolling Instagram and, you know, hiding kind of behind my phone in my motherhood is something that I noticed during tricky moments. I, again, I wasn't overall depressed. Now I had healed, but when the moments were hard, I noticed I wanted to go back to that buffering on my phone. And luckily I was able to kick the, sh- the target shopping pretty well. Um, but the buffering on my phone and the anger and snapping at my kids and yelling and like hitting, not like abusing, but you know, just a little smack here and there on the bottom. Um, which granted sometimes it was probably for their best interest safety, like not crossing the street when there's a car, but you know, things like where you wish you could be a little bit more level headed. And I'd have these bad moments still creep into my good motherhood. Now that I was, I shouldn't say good motherhood. Like we're always trying our best truly. Like truly sit with that. We're always trying our best, even when we're to rest. That doesn't mean we don't want to improve. It just means like maybe we need some help, right? But we are still are trying our best. So I'm all for getting more tools though. But here's the thing. You don't have to be overwhelmed anymore, right? Like the thoughts that drove the actions, the habits that were in your past in postpartum depression, you're not having those thoughts as much anymore. And yet sometimes you still revert back to them just a little bit. So this is where we just got to work on your identity. Like that depression doesn't define you. And the way you acted in your household and towards your kids during that depression doesn't define you now at all. At all, friend. At all. So the depression is not here now. And sometimes these things still creep up, but you are not the depression. For me, I'll have you know, it took me 18 months, 18 months, like let's just take a minute and appreciate that, a year and a half after my last, my most recent postpartum depression episode, took me about 18 months to where I was fully, full force, happy mom again and loving my kids. Now that doesn't mean that for 18 months I was miserable. And then all of a sudden I did, it was a gradual thing. So I'm not saying that it took me that long to start feeling more happy, but I don't feel like I really, and this is just me, by the way, this isn't like a thing for you where you're like, Oh no, it's going to take me 18 months. It might not. But honestly, friend, I worked pretty hard with a coach that whole time and it took me 18 months. So just saying, if you want to speed it up, definitely come work with me. It will help. Especially like my coach didn't even have postpartum experience and it was still really great, but I could probably get you through a lot faster. So I'm pretty great guys. Pretty valuable. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. But seriously. <laughs> okay. So for me, it took 18 months with a coach, took time, took patience and that's okay. That's just how long it took. Now, as you're thinking about where you want to go next, right? Your next chapter. That's what this whole episode is kind of geared toward. It's like rewriting your past to rewrite your future. Because 
If you have a crappy past, guess what? It's going to ruin your present. And then ruining your present is going to ruin your future because your future is your present just one moment at a time, right? So really, you got to realize like the way you look at your past, baby, it's writing your story, honey. It's writing your story. You can't, like you can't indulge. You can't afford to do this. I mean, you can if you want to, but you're greater than that. I know you guys, the people that are drawn to this work are leaders. You're visionaries. You're new. You're nothing in your past can define you unless you let it. And if you're listening to me, I'm a no bullshit kind of girl. Okay. If you're listening to me as your life coach, you want to get out of this. You want to, you believe you're made for something more. And I believe it too. And so it might be uncomfortable to go back into your past and sit with it and maybe try to rewrite it. But through the discomfort is the transformation. And that's what I'm all about. I wouldn't have anything less for you lover. Okay. Also, Remember how I said I changed my circumstance, right? Well, I did. I know I talk a lot about changing thoughts, but it is a strategy sometimes to change your circumstance. So what that means is you can implement new things into your motherhood. Technically, you could say, oh, I could just change all my thoughts and then all of my problems will go away. And it's true. Like technically mind work wise, you could marry the most annoying guy on the earth, but do all the mind work and not think he was annoying anymore and actually enjoy him. Or you could just pick a different guy. Some people do that, right? It's like you can either stay married and do thought work and love your husband again and fall in love with him again by working your mind and your thoughts about him. Or you can divorce him and go marry someone else. And like, I don't throw shade on either. It's totally just a different strategy each time. And you get to decide what you like, what you're okay with, what you're not okay with. Alrighty. So for you, I just want you to know that there's an option there for you in your motherhood. You could start doing things a little differently. Some ideas are you could get a little part-time job. You could pick up a new hobby. You could do some more play date trades. You can freaking, let me just say something real quick. I love the trades, but there's something about hiring somebody that just is this dignity within you. Like when you pay your own good money, by the way, your husband's money is not just his money. It's your money too. All right. He couldn't go work. If you weren't with the kids. Now, if you're a working mom, this doesn't apply, but if you're a stay at home mom, I'm so sick of hearing stay at home moms be like, well, it's his money. I feel bad. Hell no, girl. You're the mom of his children. That is every ounce, every penny, your money. All right. So just have to get that out there. Um, but changing your circumstance can be a strategy. And I just want to say that sometimes paying good money to get services for you, whether it's a coach, whether it's a massage, whether it's a day out pedicure, whether it's a mother's helper that comes Tuesday and Thursday from two to four, like seriously, that's the best time of day for them to come. By the way, those last two hours before your husband gets home from work. Ooh, yes. So good. All of that you can do. You can totally do that. And if you feel like you've done all the thought work you can, or if you want to just skip the thought work and just hurry it on up, you can just change your circumstance, baby. Bring in some other strategies. Totally an option for you. So that is the bulk of what I wanted to teach you today. Here's the golden takeaway. And I want you to hear me loud and clear. And this is because I love you and because I've been where you are. It's on you to get your motherhood back to where you want it to be. Nobody's going to come in and magically twinkle your motherhood into this lovely, happy life. And you can't stay here sitting, feeling sad about it forever. Enough is enough. When you're ready Hello, if you're listening to this podcast, you're ready. (laughs) So now is the time. There's a new way to do you. If you want help 
I can help you. I work with my clients for three months. I'm in your back pocket. We do Voxer coaching, which means voice back and forth. I'm with you for a whole ton of time. And I'm even thinking about integrating some group coaching calls like live on zoom, um, that are optional where you can just get on those for all my clients. So, um, you, this is where like your desire to take your motherhood to where you want it to be shines through. How bad do you really want it? Do you want to just like be sad and wish you had a better motherhood experience? Or do you want to like go out and create it and learn some tools to make it that way? Because like at the end of the day, no circumstance is going to make you feel happy unless you decide, okay, if I do that, it's going to make me feel happy, but why wait? Why not just start feeling happy now? And by the way, it's not all about feeling happy. Okay. Don't get the wrong message here, but you know what I mean? Like, are you going to rise? Are you going to put this under you behind you and make it be a platform for you to get your work out into the world? The biggest honor for me would be to see you work with me, crawl your way out of this and go on and do something fabulous whether it's starting a nonprofit for kids or coaching moms like I do, whether it's being a health coach and a fitness coach, whether you start a YouTube channel, whether you, I don't know, start doing half marathons, like take, think about all the energy that you use right now to be sad and devastated, which it has its proper place, but think about it. What could you do with all that energy? If you weren't feeling sad and devastated, if you had a new fresh story about your past and it's not just easy, it's not just like, Oh, I'm happy now. I get it. I get it. Don't just think I'm being like, Oh yeah, you can just turn it on and off. It takes some time and coaching. And if you want to, you can come work with me. It actually doesn't take that much time. Let me be honest. Let me retract a minute. Really. It just takes some decision. It's a choice. And then sometimes when you're struggling, like you made that choice to feel better and you can't get there on your own. That's when coaching is really helpful because I can help you. I have like a science behind it. I have tools and that's what I do. I may coach for your brain. I can kind of coach your brain to get you to where you want to go. But anyway, um, point being you have options, girl, and take all that energy. Where do you want to put it? Who do you want to be? I love postpartum struggle. I know that sounds crazy, but having been through it and seeing what it has done for me because of how I made it do for me because of what I've turned it into through my thoughts, right? I love postpartum struggle because it can make you, it can make you and it can break you, but only because of your thoughts about it. And so if you want to rise, you can rise. I have the tools. Follow me here. Follow me on Instagram. Oh my goodness. If you do not follow me on Instagram, uh, you are missing out. That is where I hang out every day. It's like my best stuff. Some of my, some of my best stuff. I think my podcast is really honestly the best stuff, but a lot of my really great fresh content. That's not true. I can't say that because my Instagram stories are amazing. So, and also my Instagram TV, IGTV, but anyway, go follow me on Instagram. If you don't already, let's be friends. It's at Lizzie Langston, L I Z T I E L A N G S T O N bring some friends. And, um, there's a lot of good stuff there. So just so you know, this work that you're doing, it's part of motherhood. And I want to tell you, I've never, I never, I never knew all my dreams could come true. You know how naively you are like so Twitter pated with the idea of motherhood before you have your first baby. And even when you're pregnant before the reality really sets in. And even like before things get hard when your baby's a toddler, or maybe you had hard newborns. I don't know. But remember that, remember that great place where we just thought we would love every day as a mom and we would be skipping with our kids and singing all the time and never turn on TV shows because we were always doing a craft and stuff like that, which by the way, it's not like that's unattainable, but I'm, and it's, I'm not criticizing that point of view, but what I'm saying is it actually can be like that. (laughs) 
Like really. And there's no guilt for you. If it's not that way, that just means you need a brain checkup. That just means you got to get some tools and get in your brain and tweak things because your brain can create that life. Go get it. Come find me if you need help. I'm totally here for you, but it is all up to you. Are you going to rise? I love you so much. You can do this. See you next week. Hey, Liz here. When I was struggling as a mom of three littles, it was actually a podcast just like this that a friend shared with me that woke me up to getting the help I needed. Please consider sharing a favorite episode with a friend or leave me a review on iTunes to help other moms find the help they need here too. 